welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are back today talking more about Beautiful Creatures by Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll. By the way, I'm Caitlin. Nice to meet you. I'm Peyton. And I'm Reba. And this before we go it. further, did we not divide chapters yet? Did we not need to do that? Yeah. We are not prepared. It we is, can do current obsessions real quick. It has been a clusterfuck of a situation, let me tell you. Just everything. Yeah. Everything in life. Everything. Absolute clusterfuck. The past few years have not treated me kindly. Hey. I gotta say. If we do ever sell merch, that's what I want on it. Cluster Absolute clusterfuck. <laughs> before we jump into beautiful creatures let's talk about our current obsessions what are you obsessed with <laughs> okay so I've, I've i've taken it back on the 90 day fiance it's hung up in the closet for right now i've what? switched yeah guess what i'm watching now wife swap <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if uh, <laughs> that's like better or worse like it's about the same. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The concept. Well, 90 Day Fiance is a weird concept, too, but like. It's more common. I yeah, mean, than swapping yeah. wives. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting because they always find very extremely different people, and I usually hate both people. I tend to side with one of them a little bit more, but yeah. I, I hate both of them. Today, I was watching an episode and it was a psychic who has a psychic mom who's like trained her boys to be like tap dancers and musicians. <laughs> what? Because That's not where I was expecting that to go. Because she envisioned them being entertainers. And then she, she envisioned or she had dance? a vision. She had a vision or envisioned. I, I really do think that this bitch is crazy and has no psychic yeah. abilities whatsoever. She also like, like recorded herself saying positive mantras to them for them to go to sleep to. That's how you know yeah. that she's crazy. And she sounded like Miss <laughs> so take that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> and so she switched with this woman who whose boys were like super rowdy, whatever. But when she got to their house, she was like, oh, they're doing girly things. Why are you making such wussy boys? Like, I was pissed off the whole time. Like, like, you, like, mantra your kids to sleep. I don't know. No, no, this was the other woman. Oh, the other one. The other woman was like, that's not uh masculine enough and like she's used as a flick she's like a fucking doormat to Mm -hmm. her family and like her boys are like super rowdy or whatever and she's like y'all are just wusses and stuff and i'm like bitch listen okay i know i'm a bit of a different person but they don't have to be masculine Mm -mm. they don't have to be gay in order to tap dance or do Mm -hmm. stuff you ever heard of fred astaire you ever heard of danny k i mean like come on tap dancing can be hot yeah just putting that out there and i mean like yes they're trained in ballet what's the problem they'll make bank when they're older have you seen a man do ballet have you seen their ass they look pretty nice <laughs> when we went to that one ballet when we were kids mm-hmm. and i saw a guy like that did ballet and i in his tights and i was like you know what that's not that a bad butt. that's not a bad booty now imagine you're in a ballet class <laughs> their butts are right there and yeah you're like that's a good booty <laughs> that's a good booty yeah exactly anyway not sexual young children <laughs> i'm saying as no, they get older adults yeah 
Uh, just wanted to point that out. That's no, not like, what and, I was and saying. The ones in my class, I was a teenager and they were adults. They probably were gay though, so like still. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm like this guy might have been. It doesn't matter. He had a nice figure. That's what I'm yeah. appreciating as a heterosexual female. <laughs> anyway, if you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> you're hot. You're hot. It doesn't matter. It upsets me sometimes. I'll get back to that. TikTok has really confused me. It's really made me think I'm a gay man because it's all the gay men. I thought we already knew that. Yeah. Oh, we do. Anyway, back to what I've been obsessed with. Um, (laughs) Wife swap. Other than wife swap. Oh, okay. uh, I was going to get off wife swap. It's just crazy. And I'm glad that some people have learned from the better from their mistakes. I've also started listening to the audiobook for Gone Girl. That's been pretty good so far. I mean, I don't like either character, which I think is kind of the point. Yeah. They're very selfish. I haven't really had time to do a whole lot because my grandmother is now living with us and I'm kind of her primary caretaker during the day. So that's fun. But I've been doing Duolingo for a while. I'm learning French. I'm still not good. I still sound like a redneck. I don't realize how much of a redneck I sound like until I try to say French words. And then it's like, (laughs) you're never going to get away from that accent. They're going to think you were a poor Cajun lady your whole life. But there's that. I've... You can communicate. That's what matters. I can communicate. Mm -hmm. They'll think I'm a dumb, hick American, but that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Let them. I've also been doing Ancestry. I've I done my DNA like a while ago, and then I went and done my family tree like two weeks ago, or almost a week ago. And I'm happy to say that I could be a member of a D, of the DAR, but I choose not to. <laughs> um, found out that I have a lot of family members that were, or ancestors that were involved in the Revolutionary War. So there's that. I'm not going to join the DAR unless I just want to shake things up a bit, cause chaos, which does sound like me. The DAR just makes me think think of Gilmore Girls. I was thinking, I guess it's because we're reading this and I was like, oh God, the DAR, like. Oh, they're pretty bad in Gilmore Girls too. Yeah. And, um. We were trying to explain it to my little cousin who's been staying with us, too. And dad was like, it's a bunch of snobs, <laughs> essentially. I mean, they're all there because they're like, my ancestor was a general in the American Revolution at the birth of our nation. Mm-hmm. I have evidence right here. Yeah. And like, <laughs> on Gilmore Girls, they talk about, well, I have this heirloom. I have a musket from the war. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just like a bragging rights yeah. thing. Um, cool fact, because we're nerds and we like books, my ancestor was the first uh person to ever bring the printing press to the American colonies. Oh. Wow. John S. Buckner. Thank you, I guess. Aren't you fancy? I know. That's probably it on the cool people because everyone else is either Native American or a criminal, so <laughs> That you sounds know. about right. Yeah, uh, I'm not pretty to sure say, that's most of our family. Not to say that the Na- Native American hasn't been interesting, but like I can't find as much information yeah. on them, obviously, because you know white people only have records because right. you know America is America. <laughs> we know you're here first, but we just we like this but place. My ancestor died. <laughs> I also found out I was Chickasaw and not as much Choctaw as I thought. So that's cool. Still on the K-pop train, especially because I'll be going to my first K-pop concert this summer. I got back into watching some true crime documentaries recently just because I was like, I need something else to go on and I don't know what to watch right now. Because I was like, I don't want to start another K-drama because I don't have time to invest in that. So (laughs) there's one on Hulu on the Murdoch murders. Yeah, I think I knew about that. 
watch it. It's crazy. There's more, but there, it's crazy. They also, I want to get one on the Piketon Massacre, but I can't find it anywhere. Well, the last major one, major one that I watched that was interesting anyway was about... It's kind of like an all over the world thing because it, it was a set of people who were playing this online game and one of the people in the group ended up murdering his entire family. Oh, and the other people in the group were trying to figure out where he lived so they could contact the police and yeah. tell them like... Yeah. So it was kind of like the don't f*** with cats guy. It kind of similar to that except this dude was like... They originally thought that he was playing a joke because apparently he's like a troll. This dude is like a troll. Yeah. In their group or whatever. And he sent a picture of a dead body to their group like Discord chat. And they were like, what the f***? Is this a joke? And like he didn't actually say yes or no this is what and then they found out that it was real like they tried to reverse image search on all these websites to make sure that he didn't just grab it off the internet to like make a shock factor mm-hmm. and it actually was one of his family members and he kept real time telling them when he was going to kill certain people in his family crazy and so they were like trying to backtrack and find his IP address so they could like locate yeah. what country he was in yeah. so they could figure out what police to like inform like yeah. this, this dude's murder his entire family give me the name of that drop the name it's a peacock original i have to find it again but it's like a it's a two episode thing from them yeah we're gonna have to me and mom are gonna have to watch that when there's not little ears in the room (laughs) it was very fascinating though like i just happened upon it and i was like damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) other than that there was like uh there's one other thing i watched on netflix like multiple times in a row because it's kind of more about music than being an actual movie but it's a thing on netflix called adam by eve and it's basically kind of like a video concert from this band called eve that's from japan so they have a storyline and then involved in the storyline are their songs. Yeah. So it's kind of like a mix of anime and then like real life stuff. So it was really cool to watch. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I think you would like it, Peyton. Um, let's see. She's got an anime. That's a joke. That, that'll never happen. <laughs> no. I have a lot of kids who talk about anime and I'm like, why do I kind of know what you're saying right now? <laughs> Us. Little seven year olds. And they're like saying all kinds of stuff and i'm like i've heard of that before but no i've seen a couple of musicals recently i saw hairspray that was fun i saw mean girls that was also really fun it was one of the last shows with uh, some of the national tour members so gonna miss Ooh. them karen's my fave we all know this yeah we did we knew <laughs> we that we all know this i mean i love regina and i love her songs but the Regina that I saw was not my fave, and that's all I'm going to say about her. Damn. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like, my expectations were too high. But uh, as far as TV, uh, since we last spoke about our obsessions, I, of course, Bridgerton season two came out. Loved it. You know, Kate and Anthony have my heart. Uh, enemies to lovers it just, just really does it for me we all know this I was mm-hmm. obsessed with it I need to watch it again some of the stuff I was like I don't really care about and I think a lot of the audience members agreed with that like we just followed some characters and some storylines I was like I'd rather be elsewhere right now mm-hmm. and I'm wasting time because we didn't see enough of the actual couple I feel it was still good I also watched Heartstopper, which was super cute. It's based off of the graphic novels, I think. But y'all need to watch it because it was really cute. I'd never heard of it, so I don't know. Yeah. I can't put any commentary. Sorry, I just remembered that Stranger Things, the next season of Stranger Things is coming out, but I couldn't remember what day. So <laughs> The end of the month. Yeah, it's the end of May. Um, I've read a lot. I think I'm at like 48 books this year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I had to change my Goodreads goal. 
I'm about to change mine. I'm at 11 out of 12. My Goodreads goal was five books, and I have not read one except Beautiful Creatures, so. Well, mine has been short stories. I did The Fall of the House of Usher this week, and it uh, bumped it up to 11. Yeah. Um, to 11. Yes. And, I mean, a lot of the books I've read haven't really stuck with me, which is to be expected whenever I'm just, like, reading stuff on KU that I know I'm not going to like. I read four books in four days last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't ask me anything about them, though. They were like, I love a good hockey romance. This is really weird about me, but I love hockey romances. <laughs> Let me just say, hockey guys are hot. Yeah, I think that's why I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's like the epitome of masculinity. <laughs> yeah. And then they usually have like a super soft side. Uh-huh. And it's like, yes. <laughs> I keep reading them and I'm like, why am I into this? <laughs> Oh, you play hockey? Um, I know nothing about it, but hit me up. Hey, I've been to a few hockey games and I enjoy them. Yeah. Like, because it's not like football. Like, it's them going back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And it's like fast paced uh-huh. and violent. And it's fun. Yeah, beat them up. Beat them up. <laughs> there is one series I'm working on, though. Um, I started it back in February. It's the one. It's called the Addicted series. And then there's like a spinoff series about two of the sisters called the Callaway series, Callaway sister series. But the first one was about the two addicts. Mm -hmm. One is an alcoholic, one is a sex addict, and they are like childhood best friends in a fake relationship, but they have real feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. And in the first book, once they got together, I was like, "Ooh, I don't like this because they just enable the shit of each other. Like, it's horrible. And the other people in their lives, like new characters get introduced, are just like, y'all can't keep on doing this. Yeah. And the whole series, like all of their series, is about them and their relationship, mm-hmm. which I was like, I don't know if I can keep on reading this. Mm-hmm. But it just got better somehow. Well, that's good. Because, <laughs> like, they are actually dealing with the things and they do mess up plenty mm-hmm. of times, but like, they're they, trying. Yeah. And as far as I've read so far, I have one more book left. They don't break up. Like, there's never that third act breakup happening. They just keep on working through it. So, like, even with all the therapy and stuff, they're told, like, hey, breaking up would be would be worse for you two. Like, you got to learn how to do this together. Mm-hmm. So, I really enjoyed those books. They just got better. But the spinoff series was my favorite. Yeah. And it has to do with those characters. So, the main girl in the original series, Lily, she has t- she has three sisters. But two who they're about, Rose and Daisy, they're all named after flowers. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, this is rich people. This whole series is rich people. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and uh, the first book, it's about Rose. And we all know I love a Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, a girl named Rose. I picture her as blonde, and she's definitely not. Mm-hmm. But she's a bitch. Yeah. And, like, the older sister who just knows what's best. And she's really pretentious and everything. And she has a boyfriend going into her book named Connor, who is also super pretentious. But... He knows where it's at. He's really honest about everything. He's like, yeah, I don't believe in love. And like, she knows that too. And they're together like at the beginning of their book, Mm -hmm. which is interesting for me because usually whenever the couple's already together, I'm like, I don't want to read this. I want to see, you know, the back and forth. But they like argue about their IQ, like who's is higher. They argue about like who has uh, more ancestors and like a famous uh, famous cemetery or stuff and like just things about the world they argue about they argue in French to each other and it gets flirty and stuff <laughs> I'm like I love this but in their book they're all on this reality show love it <laughs> so we know I loved it and then the other one is about Daisy and then this guy named Reich who I also love the two of them together and they have like an age gap like she's 15 
at the beginning of the addicted series but then she gets older and the whole time they're like right you can't have her y'all are like seven years apart in age and other reasons but i'm like but i kind of like them together not right now Mm -hmm. like later on i love a good age gap we all know this yeah (laughs) but yeah i have uh like three more books four more books total in the both of those series and uh, i'm trying to finish them within the next month or two and i don't know how i'm gonna feel after that because evidently it really breaks people and i'm like cool looking forward to that i don't want to be broken i don't want to be and also like they're all at the point in their lives where like big things are happening that i don't usually read about Mm -hmm. and i'm like but wait how are we going to keep on following them with all of these things? Yeah. It's just not like other things I've read. See, I kind of get that. I don't like after people get together. I don't like pregnancy stories. That's another thing. I keep on reading pregnancy stories because I... I think I love them, but then I read them and I'm like... Like there's this one, it was like they were enemies. They have a night together or whatever, and they still kind of hate each other. But then they got together way too fast when she was pregnant. And I was like, no, I want them to keep on hating each other. Yeah. Despite the baby. I want them to despise each other because of the baby. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I just, I've never really liked that. Mm-hmm. I guess. You're in the majority on that. I'm in the minority, definitely. Well, I, I don't know if it's just traditional values or whatever, but you know, wholesome family, wholesome, mm-hmm. you know, situation for a child. Not to say that it doesn't happen. I just, mm-hmm. I, I feel weird reading it because it's not like my ideal, I guess. Maybe it's because of the result of me coming into the world, mm-hmm. I know was a novel worthy um, story. But no, like, I don't know. I've always like, ever since I was a kid, had like a fascination with like babies and pregnancy. <laughs> So, and like weird relationship dynamics and everything. So, I, I guess I still like reading. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's just not me. But I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to hear about a couple after they get together, like, mm. gag me with yeah. a spoon. A lot of times, yeah, because they turn really gross right after they yeah, get together. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, reading this series in particular, where it still follows those couples. Because I've read others, I've talked about where it's the companion books, and you, like, move mm-hmm. on to a different couple, but you still see the other ones, and you're like, ew, them. Yeah. But, like... Like, in this series, like, they still have issues that they are working through. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah, it works because they're problematic. So, mm-hmm. it kind of, like... It's not happily ever after or yeah. the honeymoon phase for mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. I like that because it's not, like, because of that. Like, you go through the honeymoon phase and then it's all over. Mm-hmm. It, I don't like that. It's just, it kills it for me. That's why, I like, whenever I'm reading a book on my Kindle and it's, like, 40%. And they kiss, and I'm like, shit, it's going to be so boring now. Like, everything's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, be like that freaking book I read where they didn't do anything till 98%, and it was 500 pages. Loved it. Do you <laughs> like a slow like, burn? I hate a slow burn, and I'm like, give it to me. I, I love slow burns, especially when they hate each other. Oh, when it's, it's done so in the correct good. way, it's good. It's so good. Yeah, like enemies to lovers where they're actually enemies for a solid period of time. They can get friendly later on or they can be there can be like a physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Like enemies with benefits. Reading that's fun, too. Yeah. I don't like whenever they get together too fast because then I'm just bored and you know they're going to break up. So you're like, oh, I got to live through that, too. 
Yes, so tell us what happened last time. What happened last time in Beautiful Creatures? Dang, I can't drink my mark. Okay, <laughs> so Ethan was chilling with the sisters, you know, like you do. His aunts. He's his aunts. with his great, great aunts. aunts. Something about squirrels. Something about squirrels. He had to dig in the yard. It was insanity. He, he was he was putting out some, some nuts for the squirrels to practice getting <laughs> Oh, yeah, because they were raising baby baby squirrels. squirrels. (laughs) I love how, like, this episode came out the week before this one. Mm -hmm. That episode that we're talking about came Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) And we're like, what happened? (laughs) It was so long ago for us. Yeah, if y'all don't know, we... We uh, record these like in sets. once a month in sets. <laughs> so like sometimes it's like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> but I edited this episode earlier mm-hmm. earlier this week. And so I'm like, yeah, the squirrels. <laughs> oh, yeah, the squirrels. They talk about some woman being buried with her Bible. And which, by the way, happened in my family, oddly enough. My grandmother's been staying with us, so I, I hear all these stories because she goes on repeat on stories. And apparently somebody was buried with their Bible around here, and my poor great-grandmother didn't have a Bible, and she cried because she didn't have a Bible, and that woman wanted to be buried with her Bible. It's the story I was given. Anyway, so that happened, and it gave Ethan a little light bulb moment, mm-hmm. and he was like, bing! What if she was buried with the Book of Moons? He can be so smart, but so dumb. And it's called being a dense teenager. Yeah, boy. and as she, and by she, we mean Genevieve. I think like his powers that we don't know too much about just like get to him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to handle them. Like me and my powers, where I'm like, whoa, I'm I'm really good, but also I'm really dumb. It happens. It's like, man, I'm so smart. Wait a minute. <laughs> I should have thought of this earlier. I'm actually an idiot. Smart for my own good. Idiot savant. That's what we are. Our brain just, just doesn't articulate the smart thoughts. I really think so. It just like shuts down. Like anytime I think about a plot to anything where I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, no. Here's me. So like you have to be smart. Like you have to put things together quickly. And it's like, oh God, I got to be smart. I got to be smart. And then it's like cuts <laughs> off. My brain, turn on. <laughs> It's like anytime we do like a murder mystery here, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, like I gotta put it together. Yes, we should. Yeah. I'm still gonna like, cause I don't know if it's the competitiveness, but I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I got it. it. Is. Me too. It's like, okay, I think we inadvertently do that. I don't mm. think we mean to. So we're like, let's work as a team, and then we're all like, no, let's we're go. We're all doing our own thing and being like, wait, what about this? What about <sighs> this? We need a podcast one. We do. I think that would be fun. We should do it drunk too. <gasps> drunk. Of course, drunk murder <laughs> mystery. Stay tuned for our How bonus episode. Would it take, us good it would take answer. five hours. <laughs> yeah. We would have to cut out a lot of dead pauses. <laughs> we would have to make sure we are speaking to the microphones is what we would have to do. Yes, that too. That means one of us would have to be partially sober to remind the other it's people. You, it's definitely you. Know, <laughs> it will obviously be me. Can we have a flashback to the Christmas party? Just insert clip here. <laughs> but blink once for Peyton and twice for me. <laughs> Number two it is. Wait, what's number two? You! you. <laughs> Take a shot. Okay. Like the end. <laughs> yeah, so that happened in the story. Back to Baby this. squirrels. Baby, Baby squirrels. squirrels and buried Bibles and cookbooks. Or cobbler and, and secret recipes. recipes. Yes. Which, once again, you do not have to have a secret recipe for cobbler. <laughs> it is literally one cup of flour, <laughs> one so cup of milk, <laughs> can of peaches, cup of sugar, 350 oven. It's minutes? delicious. Till it's golden brown. <laughs> I don't. Till it's golden brown. 
Anyway, and that's self-rising flower for them people that don't use that. Okay, back to this. All right, back to beautiful creatures. I shall be starting this time, and we're on December 7th, grave digging, a.k.a. my birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, mystery book. So, uh, Lena decided to throw a birthday party for her Aunt Del, inviting everyone, including Ama, who Lena knew would refuse to step foot near Ravenwood. But why? <laughs> I mean, I know why, but why? <laughs> <laughs> because you gotta earn brownie points somehow. Everyone falls for it, too. Yeah. Like, imagine your Aunt Del, though. Like, you're like, oh, you want to celebrate my birthday? Well, cool. Lena's like, actually... <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> she wonders why she's going dark. Like, I'm such a good person. This, and then this it's like, a, wait a minute. No, you're not. This is the chapter that kind of indicates the start of that. Because <laughs> see, like, there's, yeah. there's been glimpses, though, where, like, she's like, oh, I'm trying to be a good person. I don't want to go dark. Blah, blah, blah. And then she does dark. And you're like, really? Like, really? You're yeah. not as innocent as you seem, Lena. Calm the f*** down. Mm, that's what bugs me. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, I'm so good it's like the, the Edward cullen effect except mm-hmm. he didn't think that about himself no the bella swan effect that's yeah, what yeah. it actually is mm-hmm. their names on my mouth real quick <laughs> get the ugly taste alma almost didn't let ethan leave luckily she didn't notice him carrying a shovel when he did leave though <laughs> imagine if she did what are you doing with that what you need that for no. ethan carterway <laughs> I could find a reason to think of getting a shovel. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention my current obsessions. I have gotten into gardening. I have gotten into shovels. Segue into I I like shovels now. I like shovels. Well, it's his mom's garden shovel, which is very small, and I don't know how they dug a grave up with it, but he did say it was his mom's garden shovel, so I imagine it's a- Oh, I imagine like an actual shovel. I did too. (laughs) I think it was a bigger shovel than the traditional garden shovel, but- But I'm pretty sure he said it was his mom's garden and shovel, and I went, it's probably "Hmm." a bigger one. Yeah. Ethan was glad to get out of the house. Ever since being caught by Alma and Macon at the library, it was hard to get away from Alma's suspicious gaze. He and Lena were on lockdown and hoped they wouldn't uncover any more information. Boo followed Lena around everywhere, and Alma had Ethan on a tight leash. I love the line in this where Ethan's like, yeah, Macon and Alma weren't going to give us any more information than like what they would give them mm-hmm. like you can only know this much like yeah I'm not searching for anything else and i'm like you're telling a bunch of teenagers that yeah really Good luck. after his revelation at his aunt's house ethan and lena resulted to looking for genevieve at oh at the family cemetery uh on greenbrier lena took andel out there saying there was a genealogy assignment and she wanted to know where genevieve was buried conveniently conveniently Aunt Del, you know this child's 16th birthday coming Mm-hmm. All right, and then we have some uh, direct reading of the book here. As we crossed over the hearthstone where I'd found the locket, I could see another stone in the clearing a few yards just beyond it. A headstone with a hazy-looking figure sitting on it. I heard Lena gasp, just barely loud enough for me to hear. Ethan, can you see her? Yeah. Genevieve. She was only partially materialized, a mix of cloudy haze and light, fading in and out as the air moved through her girth. <laughs> I can't. She was only partially materialized, a mix of cloudy haze and light fading in and out as the air moved through her ghostly form, but there was no mistaking it. It was Genevieve, the woman in the painting. She had the same golden eyes and long, wavy red hair. I keep forgetting that her hair is red. I do too, because I didn't remember until I read that. I didn't know until, like, I thought her hair was black, like later on in this chapter. I thought it was either brown or blonde. 
has red hair? I thought she just looked like Lena. I did too. I think it's the movie getting to me. That Probably, might be yeah. it. But I don't remember reading that her hair was red until now. Yeah, I don't remember that. Me, a redhead, not noticing the other redheads. Actually, <laughs> we called to one another. Yeah. Her hair blew gently in the wind as if she was just a woman sitting on a bench at the bus stop instead of an apparition sitting on a headstone in a graveyard. She was beautiful, even in her present state, and terrifying at the same time. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did. Uh, How do y'all see her sitting on the headstone? Because... I thought she was crouched like a demon. <laughs> I just see her perched like... I, yeah, I thought she was like sitting, you know... Like waving, like... Hi. Like beauty queen kind <laughs> of sitting. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I imagine her like crouched on the headstone <laughs> because like she's following them. Not following them, I but like following them with us. Hey guys, I'm here. I know that's what I was thinking. I, I wish she would have been Hard more like that. Hard to digging up my grave tonight. <laughs> I just feel like it's... I guess because it's dark and ominous, I just imagine her, like, crouched. I wanted her like, to talk to them a lot. A lot more. Yeah. She only, like, like said talk two- back and Aunt Dylan Reese being like, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, she only said, what, like, two short sentences? And I was like, please talk more to the people who are your ancestors. <laughs> please explain. Yes, that. She wouldn't tell them too much. You know, if they get too much information, then what's the point of the whole story? Yeah, she's that'd just be too bad. easy. She's just as bad as making an alma. She only <laughs> wants them to know what, they, what she wants them to Pretty know. Marion. <laughs> All the adults. Ugh. Even Genevieve. <laughs> Genevieve. <laughs> One who started this all won't even tell us what's up. Maybe she can't because of the curse. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I guess so. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. (laughs) The hair on the back of my neck stood on end. Maybe this was a mistake. And Del stopped dead in her tracks. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) She saw Genevieve too, but it was clear she didn't think anyone else could see her. She probably thought the apparition was just the result of seeing too many times at once the muddled images of this place in 20 different decades. I think we should go back to the house. I'm not feeling very well. And Dale clearly didn't want to mess with a 150-year-old ghost in a caster graveyard. Lena tripped over a loose vine and stumbled. I grabbed her arm to catch her, but I wasn't fast enough. Are you okay? She got herself and looked up at me for a split second, but a split second was all Reese needed. She zeroed in on Lena's eyes, looking into her face, her expression, her thoughts. Mama, they're lying. They aren't doing a history project. Oh, they're looking for something. I love Reese. Reese put her hand to her temple as if she was adjusting a piece of equipment. A book. She looks real hard. Mama, (laughs) they lied. They're looking for uh, a a book. The psychic. <laughs> That's a raven yeah. moment. It like goes in and goes out and goes yeah. back in. You have to do the you'd have to do the psychic temple touch like yes. uh, Sean That's does. Exactly what she did. You have to do like that on, like Sean does on psych. He's like touch the temple, touch the temple. <laughs> and Dell looked confused, even more confused than she usually looked. <laughs> what sort of book could you be looking for in a graveyard? Lena broke away from Reese's gaze and her hold. It's a book that belonged to Genevieve. I unzipped the duffel bag I'd been carrying. I pulled out a shovel. It was in a duffel bag, so it could <laughs> so have been like very a, big. Not like a little one, but like a medium, medium size. Yes, definitely not ideal for How digging cold up is graves. This ground. I know we're in. Well, it talks about that in a minute. Yeah, it mentions that at the end of this page. I walked toward the grave slowly, trying to ignore the fact that Genevieve's ghost was watching me the whole time. <laughs> Ethan's like. Mm. <laughs> crouched on the tombstone. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how I imagine it. I think it's all the Not horror movies. all on my head. <laughs> Maybe I was going to get struck by lightning or something. It wouldn't have surprised me that we'd come this far. I pushed the shovel into the ground, scooping out a pile of earth. Oh, great, Mother. Ethan, what are you doing? Apparently, grave digging brought Aunt Dell back to the present. I'm looking for the book. 
in there. Handel looks faint. What sort of book would be in there? It's a casting book, a really old one. We don't even know if it's in there. It's just a hunch, Lena said, glancing at Genevieve, who was still perched on the tombstone only a foot away. Perched. Yeah, you can sit. You can. Sorry. Yeah, you can sit and be perched. I'm telling you, I see it differently. She's on all fours. No, what you see is freaking Katori on top of Harrison's bust. That could be it. That is what you see. She has dark hair. She's just watching, waiting. It's accurate. No one gets that reference except for us. Yeah, but it's a wonderful reference and I can't wait for it to be released out into the world so we can explain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait for that one. Oh, wow. I tried not to look at Genevieve. It was disturbing the way her body faded in and out and she stared at us with those creepy golden cat eyes, vacant and lifeless like they were made of glass. Back to our notes here. Ethan started digging the grave, trying to ignore Genevieve's ghost. And Del kept pacing back and forth, trying not to let on about Genevieve. Reese protested and Lena told her, don't be such a Girl Scout. I love it. I do too. In case you didn't know, we were Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. For like 13 years. Yeah. Technically, I'm a lifetime member, but I don't get any benefits out of technically, that. Technically, I still work for them. So <laughs> like, technically, I, I haven't done any of that, but I thought about it for a minute. Technically, you still live by the Girl Scout law. So <laughs> yeah. It's a you mantra You still now. leave every place better than how you found it. Yeah. Like. That's why my employers like me. And Dell claimed they were being ridiculous. Lena asked if Andel could show them if the book they were searching for was buried with Genevieve. Reese objected, receiving another Girl Scout comment from Aunt Del. See, oh. that's why I put that in there, specifically for that reason, because it fa- I found it hilarious that Aunt Del was like, don't be such a Girl Scout, Reese. Like, <laughs> After Lena exactly said, it. <laughs> said it. That's what all the cool kids are saying these days. <laughs> Honestly, Aunt Aunt Del probably has to, like, get a read off of other people and, like, how they're mm-hmm. acting, because she's just and all the other like I don't know what era is so I'm gonna see what people are saying to figure it out yeah I love it though I feel like Aunt Dale's pretty cool yeah I I agree I mean obviously she just it's like yeah I'll go to a graveyard on my birthday Birthday? let's do it (laughs) history project let's do it oh it's not a history project let's do it (laughs) fun aunt (laughs) she's like I brought I brought the vodka and the guacamole (laughs) the vodka and the guacamole (laughs) The vodka and the guac. Wait, so bring the tortilla chips. I told you to. Don't be such a Girl Scout. Don't be such a Girl Scout. Actually, Actually Girl Scouts. Time, yes. Girl Scouts would have brought the tortilla chips. the Boy chips. Scouts say always be prepared, but you, my daughter. Aunt Dell agreed to help them out using her power. Ethan equated her visions to doors opening and shutting as they looked to find the right time frame. I picture Monsters, Inc. with all the doors. <laughs> Finally, yeah. after rifling through Genevieve's life, they found her funeral with the scene of Ivy holding the Book of Moons in her head in her hand. She told Genevieve's corpse, take this with you, Miss Genevieve, so it can't cause nobody else any harm. <laughs> Before tossing the book into the grave. They're like, okay, we just saw this about it causing harm. We're going to dig it back up. Yeah, of course. Still a good idea. Yeah. 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 Well, it's still causing harm. But... Just through the grave. Just through the grave. <laughs> through the ground. <laughs> Years later. Years later. <laughs> Andel's visions showed them the Book of Moons lying above the casket and Genevieve's perfectly preserved body below it. Within the visions, they flashed to the four of them surrounding the half-dug hole. 
Reese spotted Genevieve's ghost and screamed before the last door shut. After coming back to the solid present, Andell checked in on everyone before stating that Lena and Ethan didn't seem too surprised to see Genevieve's apparition. She explained that they saw her because Genevieve wanted them to see her. One can only see the dead if the dead so will it. That's in a lot of stuff, I feel. Yeah. Where, like, the dead make themselves apparent to I feel else. like that's a common rule with, mm-hmm. like, ghost hunting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I just also found it interesting that Andela's just like, well, mortals, you know, of course, aren't supposed to be able to see them anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, another confirmation that Ethan has yeah. some sort of power. Mm-hmm. Has Ethan questioned his own powers at this point? No, because he's focused in uh, on Lena. So many people have said something about it. <laughs> no, he is a like, dense. Giving him a look. He is and a so many things have happened. And he's just like. Boy. That's weird. Because my girlfriend's a caster. That's why. Yeah. Even yeah. stuff with like his parents. He's still like, that's weird. But like, you know. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. He, he ignores all things involving himself personally. It's all about Lena. Well, there's only so much they can fit into 563 pages, I guess. I guess yeah. so. They yes. need to have the rest of the books have a story, I guess. Yeah. Ethan stood paralyzed with fear, realizing that a dark caster ghost is watching them steal from her grave. It just now occurred <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, it just now occurred to you then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it was just like we're actually doing this, and she's right like, there. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't it, occur it to him. Scary. It didn't occur to him well, before he, he started digging. Far. <laughs> he kills. Like me. we said, he's very dense. He's very dense. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. Then he heard a voice in his head, but not Lena's. You were trying to right a wrong. He realized everyone else had heard Genevieve say that to him. Take it, Genevieve said, referring to the book. Ethan asked how they could trust her. Lena told him. We don't. And they knew there was only one thing to do. Dig. 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 Gotta get them holes. <laughs> Gotta dig a hole. That's yeah, what the dog does. 20th anniversary of that dig, movie's dig, coming, and dig, I was like... Oh, I was like, what movie? Holes? Holes. Was I referencing something? I was referencing yeah, something. Yeah, you were right. She was. I repeat, I've never seen holes. You've never seen holes? We've had this conversation. Yeah, we've had this conversation multiple times. I know, but I it shocks like, me every time. Three times every year we've had this conversation. <laughs> it pro- probably. Yet, I still have not seen it. I've seen the beginning of it a few times. Uh, you gotta see it. Just for the sheer fact that it's one of Eartha Kitt's last movies and Eartha Kitt is a feminist icon. It, well, that and it has a lot of quotable moments. It does. But I'm Eartha tired Kitt- of this, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. I want to say that. quotable if I don't get the reference. I want to say that to my kids so bad sometimes. They'll be like, that's not fair. And I want to be like, well, that's too damn, damn bad. bad. I'm like, so yeah, but Like... I think about it all the time. I know. It's so... I just want to tell them sucks to suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eartha Kitt, feminist icon. Uh, definitely got to watch. She uh, was blacklisted because she told him that she didn't like the war in Vietnam. Or she told the first lady that. And then they wouldn't let her perform. And the CIA released something saying that she was like a... What did they say? A sadistic nymphomaniac. Love that for her. And she, like... Yeah, and? It's <laughs> like, I'll take it and run with it. <laughs> they found the Book of Moons. It burnt Ethan's fingertips in the few minutes he touched it. Reese, being the Girl Scout she is, remarked that she was telling Macon what they'd been up to and what she'd been dragged into under false pretenses. Then something came over her. Lena asked, What is there to tell? Reese stood back, confused, and her mother joined her. Lena seemingly pulled some witchy Jedi mind trick thing. You're welcome. That erased the book and the truth from Andel and Reese's minds. Reese solidified this by complaining about Ethan and Lena dragging them all out there to the graveyard for nothing. This is when you know Lena 
is powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she knows what she is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's my thing with Lena during this whole book. We're like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She doesn't know the extent of it, but she tries things out. She sees how far it can get. And I mean, with this, she talks about like Megan teaching her how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me think, Megan, you know, she is very capable of dark things and you were still helping her out. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty curious. This but is- I also don't think that Megan's fully light. I don't think Megan realizes the extent either. The extent of her power? Yeah. yeah. I don't think Megan is actually like a light caster. I don't think he's technically a caster at all i don't remember but i if i were to make a gander here he's not because he's a man he's not technically part of the claiming like that mm-hmm. or he's a different part of the family oh, that's interesting yeah so i don't think he's fully light or fully dark i mean there's definitely more stuff about him that we learn later on than yeah, you the said, stuff that happens to him yeah you said that and i was like are there any other men that are mentioned in this family and there were yeah. her cousins her- yeah Barkin? Yeah. And Barclay? Yeah. But Barclay's not a part of the family. Not officially. Mm, True. And I don't know about Larkin. Lark? I don't... They didn't talk about his claiming, but I don't know if he's old enough. I don't remember exactly if it... I think he mentions his claiming. I mean, he might, but I don't think... I definitely don't think that Macon is fully a part of the family. Because you remember he was a bastard anyway. Not in a mean sense, but like the technical Mm -hmm. sense. So, I don't know. I have to go back and read the chapter where they have that family dinner. Yeah, that Ridley drags Ethan too. We That's read what... it out loud, and yeah, we still I know, don't and know. I don't remember any of that because it's been a while since we like. But I don't. As far as what, like a lot, a lot about Lark. Well, like if they mentioned, have y'all both finished the book. No. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Moving on. I just my theory. <laughs> I'm some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my theory. I don't remember. A lot. And yeah, I, I never remember some stuff. But, but uh, I, well, I just, don't think that Macon is officially a part of. I just want to know if they, if there was any specifics mentioned about Lark at that point. Is that's what I'm wondering? No, it's oh, just no. presumed that he went light, like everyone except Ridley, because he wouldn't be there if he's not. Because they don't let Ridley in. Why would they let him in? Mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't think Macon's fully light because you remember like he does like dark sometimes, yeah. and Lena's got to pull him back. I, I know what's up with him. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I know that too. I got that far, so I know okay. what's up with him too. And I know how it ends. <laughs> I vaguely remember, but I'm not there because I read that. That was when I was reading that part early, and I went, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." We're not at that part on our discussion though. So moving on, moving on. They started to walk off, but Ethan stopped Lena. He went up to the grave, planning to return the necklace to the rightful owner. It was a fair trade, the book for the necklace, and he doubted there would be any more visions. He heard Genevieve say in a soft voice, No, it doesn't belong with me. Ethan saw her again, this time looking broken. The way you you only could if you lost the only person you ever loved. Ethan immediately understood. Ethan immediately understood. Like, because of losing his mom? Or because of potentially losing Lena? Or just that overall feeling? I think it's both. I mean, because I went back and forth and I was like, it can be both. Oh, but also what I was going to say earlier that I we got sidetracked by the men of the family. Sorry. Um, is that this is like the clear, like the clearest indication of the change in Lena's mm-hmm. personality about being dark versus being light. Yeah. As Ethan and like, I understand why he never like has this notion or whatever of like questioning Lena and whether or not she is going dark mm-hmm. throughout this book. Like he never gets to that point because he always believes like, oh, she's going to go light. He doesn't question, like, fully question stuff like this. He's kind of like, okay, that's weird. But with this, like, 
she says Macon was working on it with me, and he just kind of lets that go. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't know the world well enough to know yeah. what's actually light and what's actually dark. But at the same time, us, we aren't really part of this world. We don't mm-hmm. really, but we can kind of see, well, if you do bad things with your magic, then mm-hmm. that would make you dark. And mm-hmm. if you do good things, that would make you mm-hmm light so and also we don't have a connection with lena in the way that ethan does that's true he just like believes in the best of her first love will blind you that's what i was about to say is that is the whole first love thing he could find a way to justify her doing this oh yeah because i mean when you are in love for the first time it's like oh my gosh everything they do Mm -hmm. is wonderful well there's that and then also if you think about it there are some things that are clear cut this is this would be considered dark this would be considered Mm -hmm. light but there are some things that kind of in the gray and then some people would consider dark Mm -hmm. and some people consider light so like not maybe not all of these actions ethan considers yeah it's just it is kind of interesting how he's never like lena i feel like you're going down this road right now Mm -hmm. and you might want to turn back Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he never even thinks about that yeah he just believes in so much of the good good in her and he doesn't know enough about the bad Mm -hmm. i'll agree although the whole i pointed it out with the whole let's put dark marks on the girl mm-hmm. like the eyeliner or the sharpie thing yeah that was that would be dark i agree but this is this chapter is the most clear indication yes of that. it is it is you can kind of see it leading up to that like the it kind of builds upon itself mm-hmm. for her as we go on but i think this is the clearest indication of mm-hmm. and i mean it makes sense this is the middle of the book yeah, yeah. for this turning point to happen and her to be you know and us as readers to be like wait a second because at this point we don't know if she's gonna go light or dark mm-hmm. we are honestly at this point like maybe she'll go dark mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen it is december 8th and this chapter is titled waist deep ethan decided they were already waist deep into trouble what was a little more he forged a note from Emma to cut school and lied about an extra credit project so he and lena could read the book of moons i love how they're cutting school to, to read. read sounds like some we would do <laughs> hey i will say i did cut a lot of school to read honestly i, I still consider it I, like i really picked up one of the the things that i did in our uh middle school years in which i brought this book with me to when i ate out with my family today <laughs> so <laughs> you're like <laughs> carrying it around you're like i'm having flashbacks me and my dorm carrying around twilight that was that feeling yeah the book once again burned ethan's hands ethan honey maybe you should stop touching it you were told not to touch the caster and you're Multiple still doing times. it. He's like, but I'm powerful somehow. No, he's not like that because he doesn't know. He's still dense. He's a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because he's dense. That's why he picked it up. It's not because he thinks of his special powers. Um, And as they're reading it, they're looking through the Book of Moons for inform- information specifically about the claiming. And Ethan asked about what happened when a caster changed during their claiming. Lena told him, Reese says you just change. It happens in a second, like a heartbeat. You feel this energy, this power moving through your body, almost like you're coming to life for the first time. She described it as an overwhelming warmth. She said it feels like it felt like the sun was shining on her and no one else. And at that moment, she said, you just know which path has been chosen for you. So this is the perspective of the claiming from a light caster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say. This we is... haven't heard it from a dark caster yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one other quote. Oh, it was about being 16. And every time, like, they mentioned, like, being 16 and having to make decisions and everything and not knowing any 
path of your life. I thought that was interesting. But it says, when you're 16, how are you supposed to know who you are and who you want to be for the rest of your life by then? And I was like, retweet. Like, even whenever you get 17, 18, and you're deciding, like, college and what happens after high school, Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to decide that at that age? It's so stupid. Yeah, I didn't. I freaked out and took some time off because I... Which you should be able to, like... I got crap for it, but I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know and made the decision anyway. In the back of my mind, I knew that I was so afraid because I had so many people telling me, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to tell a kid that at that age whenever they are so busy trying to make decisions. Yeah. Like, hey, don't do that. Don't let them ruin their life a little bit. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. And That's I, how you learn. I mean... I took time off from high school, which is why it's taken me so long to get my degree. But at the same time, I did it for me because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to mm-hmm. do with my life. Like, I didn't know you what to waste your time. Yeah. I didn't want to waste my money. That's yeah. what it really boiled down yeah, to. Yeah, let's say it's more like down to we don't want to waste I, our money. I knew plenty mm-hmm. of people, like, especially whenever I was in band in college, mm-hmm. who were there like six or seven years doing their undergrad because they didn't know what they wanted to do for so long mm-hmm. and i'm just like the amount of money when you could have just like taken a couple years at one point and, like worked mm-hmm. and figured some stuff out yeah i know people in my family that have tried to get associate's degrees mm-hmm. and have yet to get one because yeah. they don't know what they want to do no some people just like learning and that's why they're in school for so long and i, I knew those people too yeah one of my family members holds multiple degrees from very highfalutin colleges and worked at a bicycle shop after getting these multiple degrees i mean i'm kind of at the point where i have a degree and i'm close to having a second one and i don't know what i want to do with the job afterwards so yeah i I mean you talk to like my parents my parents my dad has retired now and my mom is retiring this summer and they're like okay what do i want to be whenever i grow up and they're like in their 40s and 50s and i'm Mm -hmm. like you never know like yeah you don't i mean that's a fun part of life if you just stuck with the same thing forever i feel like mm-hmm. that'd be boring i know people do that and they love it but i honestly like what do i want to be whenever i grow up like maybe it's the sagittarius of me wanting to change things up all the time mm-hmm. really yeah. but i you know i want to have those times where i can make those decisions mm-hmm. and not get like backlash on them or not be like okay what are you gonna do now you mm-hmm. have to decide and i'm like First off, can I have a minute? Second off, can I change my mind when I want to? Well, I don't know if you remember, but I had a career picked out for myself before. I mean, all through middle school and high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then I got to senior year, the last semester of senior year, and I was like, oh, f- I don't want to do that for the rest of my yeah. life. And so I completely, like, basically yeah. had a mental breakdown. I was like, and okay, I mean, this ain't me. Whenever you're a kid and a teenager... You're like growing up and you're wanting to have fun and everything. Everyone's treating you like a kid anyway, and making mm-hmm. decisions for you. And then suddenly you turn 17, 18, 16, 17, 18. And they're like, okay, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Okay, you got to make decisions now. Like I remember having that conversation with my mother, love you, but where she was like, you have to start making decisions now. And I'm like, I've barely been able to make decisions all my life. Suddenly I have to, like yeah. big ones. Yeah. And like, I don't think I was given the tools to make so many decisions, and that's why I suck at it now. <laughs> well, no, I don't even think it's necessarily that. I think you're just not supposed to make decisions at that age. 
granted we are blessed that it takes us this long to figure it out and it's fine because i mean back in the day you had two options and then that was it and you had to pick them out at like 14 15 when you were legally an adult but you were still a child so i don't know it's it's crazy to me i won't ever understand it you shouldn't have to make decisions as quickly as you do in our society and i think like Making a decision, but being allowed to change your mind Mm -hmm. and not one facing so much backlash and not having to jump through so many hoops. Mm Because sometimes making a decision and sticking with it, no matter the pain it causes you or Mm -hmm. the unhappiness it causes you, it's easier. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people are unhappy, I think. Yeah. Like, Reba, I know you thinking, like, sticking with a PhD for a while was going to be the path for you because, like, changing it you thought was going to be harder but like clearly happiness matters like your sanity matters well that's kind of like i was talking about like when we were trying to make the decision by the time we reached into high school literally i did not even think about what i wanted to do until junior year of high school yeah and like i still had no idea and the only advice i took was one thing that i think it was miss waldrop who said that mm-hmm. who said this is that take the sciences all the sciences in high school and then whichever one you like the most pick that and choose that something yeah. regarding that in college mm-hmm. which miss waldrop was a wise woman and still is still is a very wise woman and will always be one of those people that if you ever needed advice you mm-hmm. go to um i hope everybody's got people like that in their high schools if you are in high school and listening to this because man i i didn't get that just because i was not one of those people to talk to people about my mm-hmm. problems still not when it's really a problem, when I just want to bitch, it's a different story. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> she actually told our whole uh, whole class, or I was around when she told someone else that, because she wasn't speaking to me directly. No, <laughs> she she was one of those people, she was like, take as many hard classes as you can. Yeah, she did say that. Like, take as many as you can now, and understand, like, what you're good at, what you're not good yeah. at. That was some of i remember her saying something to that effect mm-hmm. i didn't know it was just sciences i could have misinterpreted it or it could have been a different it class been both. it could have been a different class <laughs> honestly I, she did say i know she did say something mm-hmm. that i heard about taking hard classes and figuring out mm-hmm. like i must have not been there and not been listening for that discussion <laughs> or, i was like this has nothing to do with me <laughs> keep in mind we're not a big school but we're not a very small school but she took on all the harder math classes mm-hmm. yeah i had her for like three or four classes yeah I had her each I had her for three years Uh yeah same and so but she was one of those people she she wasn't like a normal math teacher that would just like give you numbers she would give you life advice and Mm -hmm. and the numbers (laughs) and the numbers and then when she heard a mower outside and you know when it became summertime or you know like springtime she'd be like man I don't want to teach today (laughs) she's like for like uh final exams or something she was like okay y'all bring breakfast food like yeah and i'll give you this Uh (laughs) i'll give you this grade if you bring me like she was one of those teachers where like i made a 64 on a test and she was like caitlin take this again (laughs) i was like okay I was like, can I skip band to do it? And she was like, yes, I will tell them you can skip band to do it. (laughs) I was like, okay. She was a great teacher. Mm -hmm. She's one of those people that I definitely look back on my high school career and was like, yes, I love her. And I mean, she would even, if you came to her afterwards and like needed tutoring or something, she'd be like, yeah, totally. Let me see what you got. Yeah, a lot of like her and Miss Sharp 
is kind of what led me to being into chemistry. And then I was like, I don't want to do just straight up chemistry. How about forensics? Because, you know, you true like, crime. I like crime. <laughs> yeah. I liked working with kids and everything every time I did. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was always told, don't become a teacher. You get paid crap. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to deal with all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, don't become a teacher. Don't become a teacher. I'm from a family. I got a bunch of teachers in my family too. So they're like, don't become a teacher. And so I was looking into other things and I just didn't like anything else. Yeah. Mostly because I have to deal with adults and I hate adults. <laughs> yeah. No offense to all the adults out there. I know you're all listening. Everyone listening should be an adult of some form. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I like working with kids, but I'm told not to. So I went in undeclared like my freshman year of college. And within a couple months, I was like, I'm going to declare elementary education. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I took like a journalism class for like two weeks. And I was like, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. And then by like spring semester, I declared. And once again, I had to jump through some hoops to declare for some ungodly reason. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. But I was like, this is something I need to do and I want to do. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. Well, today is the day that I should have walked to get my diploma. But I have a degree in business. And I'm going to use that. We're all bachelor's degrees in here. Finally. Full on bachelor's. Bachelor pad. Woo. Yeah. And then as far as me, like going to grad school and stuff, there were like a few reasons I chose that. Initially, I was liked the research I did at the end of my undergrad career. And I was like, well, I maybe kind of want to like continue on with this and stuff and like see how that goes or whatever, which did not turn out to be great at all. Yeah. Not not any. We live and we learn. Yeah. Not whatsoever any. And then it was also kind of like, me thinking like well I don't know about like getting a job yet like I kind of want to I guess not enter the full adult world yet it sucks yeah Yeah. and then also like going to continuing school put a pause on my loans so I wouldn't have to like pay them back yet so I was like well that's kind of a a good reason to to like figure out what I'm doing and then try to save up money to like Mm -hmm. pay those back which didn't happen either. And then, like, after, like, two and a half years of, like, all this stuff that's going on in grad school, it's just, like, it's not for me anymore. Like, yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> like, And I do want to say um, my minor is in education, and I was told to do that. Like, I had the opportunity to either do psychology or education. And I wanted to do psychology and I did education instead because people were like, well, that will be more applicable in your daily life. And I hate it. I hated every education class I've ever had. You didn't take the fun ones. I didn't take the fun ones, apparently, because it Honestly, well, was there a fun one? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it online. And if you've ever taken an education course online, you know that it's bullshit because they're like, oh, I'm not going to teach you, but you're going to learn about teaching. It's like, this is the best way to learn, but you're not going to get this in this class. The worst thing, and I know we keep on going on about stuff. The worst thing about education courses in college is that a lot of those people were either in the classroom a really long time ago mm-hmm. or like there's a reason they teach adults now. And that's because they cannot teach kids. Yeah. Like because they're just not. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had one. She was a grad student my mm-hmm. senior year. It was, like, just out of the classroom. She was coming back to get her master's. Mm-hmm. And, like, since she had that experience for a few years, whatever, and she was just coming back into it, I felt like her stuff was very applicable. And she was like, y'all use teachers, pay teachers, and all my other teachers told me not to do that. So I was like, yes, you go, girl. That is a good source. Thank you. Yeah, my minors aren't that applicable. <laughs> 
all the extra calculus classes I took are not use- useful for that mathemati- mathematics minor. Ew. Plus, having a classics minor with an emphasis in Latin is also not that useful, so... <laughs> well, it's helping out for this book well, yeah, for the, very for small this, doses. For this book, yes, it's kind of useful. Find- we're going to find more books that have Latin in it just for you. How's just that sound? for you. Hey, I have it, the entire first Harry Potter book in Latin, so. What a nerd. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm sorry. Ten minutes later. So, Lena and Lena and Ethan are reading the Book of Moons and everything and talking about the claiming. And then Lena realized Megan would be up soon. She told Ethan to take the book with him so Megan couldn't hide it from her. At school, everyone was preoccupied by the winter formal. Of course. Lena asked Link if he'd ask anyone to the dance. Ethan knew that he hadn't because he always flirted with Coach Cross, who was just five years older than them. And Link had pined for her since the fifth grade. <laughs> I had to leave it in. <laughs> Lena told them that she had never been to a school dance before. Ethan was shocked to realize that she was hinting that she wanted him to ask her to the dance. Really? So high school. This is the most high school Does moment she want of me this. To ask Dance Ethan once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mentally played chicken over expressing their feelings to each other. So <laughs> back and forth in their heads is actually so cute. They just go it back really and is. forth. Then Link, who, you know, was completely oblivious to their conversation because they're mentally speaking, he casually called Lena Ethan's girlfriend. Ooh. Lena inquired through their mental telepathy communication. If that was what she was to him. She's like, so am I your girlfriend? Link, link, hint, hint. <laughs> Ethan, not so smoothly, asked if she wanted to be. Dear God. <laughs> I know. Ethan. So, yeah. In their greatly communi- communicative teenagery way, they agreed and officially DTR'd. Oh, and they also decided to go to the dance together. Because if your girlfriend, boyfriend, you gotta go to the dance together. Obviously. 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 It would be scandalous if they didn't. Yes. And go with other people. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I, that's my girlfriend over there. Lena goes with Link. Yeah, Lena that goes would, with Link. That would yes. be like, I don't know. I imagine like, I imagine some Princess Diaries. Do you remember, like, she pined after that uh, really popular dude that was dating somebody else and he would have took her to prom because she was now a princess? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking. So next up, we have December 13th, Taylor Swift's birthday. This chapter is called Melting. (laughs) I hate that you know that. Why would I not know that? I mean, I know, like, it makes sense. Three days before mine and she's my favorite. Why would I not know that? (laughs) I'm a Swifty. Come on. So this chapter is called Melting. (laughs) (laughs) I love the drop in the octave. So this chapter is called Melting. We should just read an octave lower than we usually do. Do it. Oh, she's going to do it. (laughs) The night of the winter formal, Emma complained that Lena didn't come to the house to pick Ethan up for the dance. And she couldn't take pictures of the two of them together. That was, um, not to get off on another tangent, but we did prom at my house. Like, we got ready, and my mom is the worst picture taker of all time. Hey, mom. Caitlin's mom was very upset. I was very upset that we didn't think this through. Because my mom is literally the worst picture taker. Every one of them were blurry. I wonder if I can still fit into my prom dress. We need to redo that. Mine was too big then, so I could see... 
I'm certain I probably could not because it like fit me as a sleeve then, and I've no, I've gained weight since then. My junior prom dress, mm, that thing ain't getting anywhere on me. Mine was rented, so oh. I paid twenty five dollars on eBay for my senior year dress. Me and Katie rented. Me and Katie rented a brand new dress from this place. She wore it one week, and I wore it the week after. <laughs> Mine was corseted, but it wasn't it was a strapless. It was strapless, corseted red, and it was like. It had the low cut or like high cut, high low, but it it was like, but it was like capey. It wasn't like a high low traditional. It was like it had a skirt and then it had like a cape in the back or something. Mine was a ball gown covered in glitter. Yes, it, was, it was it was I beautiful. I vastly remember it. <laughs> I teared up when I saw her walk down my hallway. <laughs> Literally, like I was I like, like, "You look so beautiful." Too. That one's cute. We were kind of matchy for that one. Yeah, we were. I didn't go to junior prom because I went to the beach. Yeah. We didn't do a whole lot. Let's put it that way. I also... Senior prom was so much more fun. Yeah. Because I was there. Anyway. (laughs) Melting. The night of the winter formal, Emma complained that Lena didn't come to the house and pick up Ethan for the dance so that Emma could take pictures. She asked Ethan to see the corsage that he had gotten her. Ethan thought it was ugly, but there was only one florist in town, and that's what they had. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, got a, I got a story about the florist here, but I'm not going to go into it right now. Just know you have to specifically say you want something. Try, try, try to plan a wedding and saying you want rainbow roses and orange daylilies and this bitch gives you light pink daylilies with with rainbow roses i was pissed i was furious emma agreed with ethan and came out of the kitchen with a delicate corsage of confederate jasmine and wild rosemary ethan found a bone under the corsage and protested emma told him what are you gonna take issue with a teeny little graveyard bone like that after all this time growing up in this house after seeing the thing you've seen where's you since a little protection never hurt anybody not even you ethan wait he thanked her and told her that he loved her (laughs) (laughs) what you had a problem with these little bones love you you. (laughs) he's like you know what you're right love you (laughs) i love you So he went over to Lena's house and he arrived and she was decked out in a beautiful dress Megan had picked up in Budapest. When did he go to Budapest? That's a good question. I don't know. She said Paris and he was like, actually, I got it in Budapest. Actually, Budapest. Megan handed Ethan a nearly identical corsage to the one Emma had given him, except for the rings that had some type of protection on them. Is this the... A corsage or like a boutonniere for him? I think it's a boutonniere no, for him. No, because then she puts in, he she gives him a boutonniere. Or maybe How it's the same thing. How does this girl have? She Her got two. just like being weighed down. <sighs> yeah, I don't know for sure, but it said corsage. Macon told Ethan to have Lena back home before midnight or the hearse was going to turn into a pumpkin and yeah who would turn into i don't even know what he was like what <laughs> is that some type of caster thing and he's like no it's her curfew <laughs> it's her curfew <laughs> she's 15 ethan calm down <laughs> not everything's about her being a caster some of us just because she's a 15 year old yeah. girl at the dance so they arrived to the dance only like five percent of that's about her being a teenage girl <laughs> at the dance lena and ethan were having a good time until they heard a familiar voice this is whenever i'm reading them like oh they looked up to find Ridley hanging off of Link's arm. Link! My little heart was like, yes. Everyone else was like, no. <laughs> Everyone was yes, like, oh, she's no. <laughs> she's with Link. Yes. <laughs> Lena asked Ridley what she was doing at the dance, but 
Ridley evaded the question. Of course. Ethan pulled Link away from Ridley to tell him, hey, stay away from her. But, you know, he couldn't say why. And also it didn't work because Link was already under Ridley's spell, of course. Not that it would have mattered much with Link because it's a hot girl who's after him. Hello. He's like, there's a hot chick after me. Me? Hot chick. Hot chick. Link and Ridley walked off to dance and all the popular girls were once again being mean to Lena. Lena was seething after her encounter with them. Ethan told her to calm down and that he was what actually mattered, not them. They went to take a cute picture together when a bucket of fake snow and water covered them from head to toe. Someone shouted, She's melting! And Earl yelled that Ethan should have stayed home. Some carry bullshit that I knew was going to happen going into this, except less blood. I was just going to say I'm glad they didn't use blood because that's what I thought at first. I was like, oh, Yeah, well, going into the dance, I knew some carry bullshit was going to happen, even though I forgot about all this. I forgot to mention Ethan talking about the dresses that all these girls wore Mm -hmm. and how, you know, there's like this one place where they're all poofy and they all look like cupcake marshmallows, whatever. And Mm -hmm. that's where like the Southern Bells, the daughters of the DAR, that's where they shop. And then there's the sluttier ones and you know they're more tight-fitted those are like the pageant queens whatever the mermaid style yeah the mermaid style ones who are all gonna have babies by the time they graduate high school and i'm like okay a lot of us thought like this when everyone in high school Mm -hmm. i did Mm -hmm. but also like i don't like reading about stuff like this anymore like this and stuff i really don't like keep in mind as a younger person i did say i hate sluts and naive people that was a literal facebook quote for me facebook quote <laughs> facebook quote for me so like in eighth or ninth grade whenever you said this too yes 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 i was and i have no recollection of what that was about <laughs> other than the teenage angst i was feeling mm-hmm. So I get it, but at the same time, yeah, it kind of puts you off. It's like, really? And he just like, he mentions it once, but then he like brings it up later on whenever they get there and they're looking at the girls and like what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what are you noticing this? And also, why are you commenting on it? I know this is your inner monologue and we're supposed to be following a 16 year old boy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, "Uh, I don't want to read like this. But it's also weird that it is a 16 year old boy because the 16 year old boy should I think be more like, oh well, that one's hot, that one's not. Yeah, but he's yeah. not attracted to those girls, so yeah. I guess that's why yeah. he's like, oh, those are the slutty ones. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan lost it and punched Earl in the jaw, knocking him to the floor. While they were fighting, Ridley walked up. The chaos ensuing. She told Lana she did not understand why she put up with this kind of abuse from their kind. Lena begged her not to do anything, but that didn't phase Ridley. She managed to tear one of the poofy dresses from the te- cheerleader girl, Charlotte's, all gown skirt completely off sh- as she walked up the stairs to the stage, revealing some hot pink panties. And also, it's commented that Charlotte is the fat cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So this is so embarrassing because she's the fat one. Like, mm-hmm. she's gained some extra pounds. And that was another thing. Like, I would really like this chapter without... All these, all these, all these, and I think it has to do with like the sign of the times too. This book came out in two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. So I, I understand, but also reading it now, I'm like, uh, I don't. Uh, know. I think with that in mind, I was the fat chick, and I also commented on the fat cheerleader too. Sometimes I'm like, really? <laughs> so maybe that 
is... I love it. I'm like, she's getting it. Yeah. Like, she looks better than some of those. Well, some of them didn't have... The fat cheerleaders that didn't have rhythm, I did not understand why they were there. I'm pretty sure that there was a mentioning of her weight earlier in the book, too. Yes, there was. And, I mean, I am I am a fat girl, so I think I do... I can say, yes, sir. I have had times where I've fat shamed people as a fat person. It's ironic, I know, but it happens way more than you think because of our inner monologues. But with that being said, don't do this. No. Don't write this. Once again, you can't fault it because it was written in 2009, Mm -hmm. but if you are a current writer, don't mention, you know. Yeah. And even if, like, you are writing from a teenager perspective, I think, you know, show some growth, some learning from it. Maybe someone comments back about it. Yeah. Or, like, you as an author make a comment on it mm-hmm. yeah there's better ways to do it there's better ways to go about it yeah. yeah i do not like that her hot pink panties were the size of texas and see at first i thought it was just like oh she has some granny panties on and then i realized no it was her actual you know size mm-hmm. which is rude and terrible and hey nowadays people like fat asses so what yeah. are you gonna do about it while two of the popular girls tried to shield Charlotte with their massive ball gowns, sympathy for the devil started playing on the speakers as a way of really introducing herself to the high school students. The only reason I didn't like that part in the book, them saying, as a way to introduce herself is the literally the first lyric of sympathy for the devil is, please allow me to introduce myself. And I was like, kind of lame. <laughs> Like, you can't have a... Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just me. That's another thing where, like, teenagers read this. Mm-hmm. So, like, it needs to be spelled out for them. Yeah. Well, no I mean, offense to them. I mean, if you don't know Sympathy for the Devil, you wouldn't know, know that that was the first lyric of the song. But it was like... Ridley took Link to the dance floor while the light bulbs above started to explode <laughs> one by one. The sprinkler system went off, the backdrop fell, and the whole dance turned into utter chaos. Ridley gave a simple goodbye to Lena as Lena and Ethan ran out of the auditorium. Love it. Yeah. When they got home, Macon was furious about the situation. He told Lena she was grounded for her own good. Ethan reminded him it was Lena's first dance and he didn't want they didn't want Ridley to ruin the night for them. Macon pointed out that they didn't even dance. Ethan asked him how he knew that. Macon told him that Boo was his eyes in town. We got some answers about Boo. We got some answers. He was a caster dog and everything he saw, Macon saw too. That was how he managed to be the town shut-in and still know everything. Ethan noted that this must be why Boo had human eyes. So is it like Macon sees it as it's happening in like his own vision? I have no... His own head? I have no Is idea. he looking into, like, a magic mirror type situation, seeing it? Like... That's a good question. I don't know how. Come on, give me something. Ethan doesn't question anything. It's not about Lena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ethan realized that Boo had a Polaroid in his mouth. The picture of him and Lena before the fake snow was dumped on them. Ethan realized it did look like Lena was disappearing from the picture. From the bottom up. He pocketed the picture so Lena wouldn't have a reminder... They were running out of time. The next chapter is my birthday. It's Kaylin's birthday. This is such a great episode. We're yeah. just celebrating. I don't have my birthday in here. Well, your birthday, one of these episodes is going to come out on your birthday. So, December 16th, when the Saints go marching in. Days after the formal, Ethan 
Lena and Link loaded into the beater. A disciplinary hearing was being held at the school at five o'clock. The whole town would be there to hear about Lena's transgressions or the things they thought she was guilty of. They believed she was at fault for the winter formal fiasco. Ethan didn't want Lena to go because he knew that she would have to face a lot of backlash. Lena knew this, but she was ready to face the firing squad. Link checked in with Lena and she told him she was fine. He apologized and said he tried to fight his mother on the subject all weekend, but this time she was crazier than ever. Oh, I wonder why. Link snuck out of the car before they arrived and Ethan asked her, if she wanted to turn back before they went inside. Is Link driving? No. (laughs) The driver's seat. I thought it was Ethan driving. It was Ethan driving. Okay. But it is funny to think about that. (laughs) Like, he just tucks and rolls. (laughs) It's still moving, and Ethan, like, has to shuffle over. (laughs) I gotta go, guys. I mean, that would be a Link move. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) Lena told him no. She had to show them that she wasn't scared. Ethan asked her if Macon was coming. She said she hadn't even mentioned it to to her uncle. Lena and Ethan walked into the gym where Ethan saw Alma and the sisters sitting in the bleachers. He thought this might be worse than he thought to get the sisters out of the house. They hadn't been out since (laughs) Grace had a fake heart attack from eating hot food. Yeah. He sat next to Lena up front in the seat that was obviously meant for her. He tried to reassure that this would all work out. The sisters called Ethan over to sit by them before the hearing started. The people of Gatlin claimed that Lena had cut students with the window incident. Link stood up and defended her, which got him in trouble with his mom. Then... Mrs. Lincoln said Lena pushed Emily and broke her leg at the dance. She was caught by the by the backdrop falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. When asked if Mrs. Lincoln had any evidence, she explained that Lena's old school shared observations claiming that she had bipolar disorder and her mom murdered her father. Which was news. Which, which uh, that's some illegal sharing of information there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Lena didn't know that, like at all. About her mother or her bipolar disorder that she evidently has? <laughs> Probably <laughs> about both. Her, about her mother. I'm guessing the bipolar disorder why was made up. Why you tell, I mean, I know why you would tell the whole town that uh-huh. this child has a disorder that, legal, that is very serious. That legally, I don't think you can even prove that yeah. it's a disorder well, until they're 17. And also, legally, you should not be... Sh- how did you get that information? HIPAA, mm-hmm. hello. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Some HIPAA laws were broken. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think you can actually be diagnosed with bipolar before you're 17. Not officially, anyway. But that's just, that's what I've understood. I'm not a aficionado of the bipolar. It looks like they were about to expel Lena when Macon made the perfect dramatic entrance. <laughs> I should also mention Marion was there and Boo, but it was yeah, Macon. Marion and Marion just came, like walking behind. Marion yeah. was like on Macon's arms like oh, yeah. yeah. They're like marching down the aisle. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, you can't bring that dog in. He's like, I'm so sorry. It's my seeing eye so dog. I'm sorry I was late. <laughs> That's weather outside is awfully tragic. I'm sorry. I got having a meeting today. <laughs> Love making, <laughs> and they were like, "Who is this dude?" And I know. He, I love that they didn't know who he was well, when he walked in. Him to be like this recluse, <laughs> and he like comes strolling in. Yeah, like, St- you mean strutting? <laughs> yeah, strutting in. <laughs> and they're like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" And he's like, "I Macon? am making Ravenwood. Ravenwood. You might have heard of me. Yeah, musical number. 
right here. Macon told everyone that these claims were ridiculous, especially when they just took the word of four teenage girls. Mrs. Lincoln started arguing, but Macon stood back, deciding to air the locals' dirty laundry. <laughs> I love that. And I thought it- Because they're, like, talking to each other, like, how dare you, like- to each other about yeah. affairs. Basically, everyone's having an affair with people. But or- also, it's interesting that they automatically assume what he's saying is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he commands the presence. Mm-hmm. I also find it interesting that all he really had to do was be like, um, no, I'm going to take you to court. Yeah. Yeah. He really could have done that. Yeah. Like, that's the easy drama. That's the easiest solution would have been like, um, no, you will see if. He was like, oh, I have a lot of money I can use. I think I'm going to bring in a Walmart if she's not put in school. And everybody's like gasping. Yeah, yeah. A Walmart. And <laughs> and he's like, instead of being like, um, if my niece is not in school come Monday or come tomorrow, you best believe that I will sue you. I will sue all your asses. And then it would have been like, poof, but no. He had to be like, I'm sorry, you're sleeping with this person. Your husband, I'm going to take Out a- drinking instead of reading the good bible yeah he's actually out drinking oh i'm going to put in a walmart and if you do not put my niece back in school i'm going to completely dismantle the hotel that your husband sleeps around at so you better listen to me but imagine it's this guy you've only ever heard about yeah and he comes in not at all like what you expected and starts like just airing all your secrets and yeah. threatening you you gotta be like okay i give up yeah go on she can go to school that's fine plenty of prominent public figures had a tendency to lie is what macon just proved they all had their secrets macon turned back to the man in charge of this meeting mr hollingworth who agreed to drop this matter after he told everybody that he was having an affair with his second in command i think macon and lena strolled out of the gym but not without mrs lincoln yelling her mother is a murderer macon looked at her saying they'll see each other again then he and lena and boo left marion made some comment about hey i'll see y'all at the library talking to the public yeah Yeah. i was like good luck with that mary Marion, you're just you're just pushing stuff now. You aren't gonna see anyone ever. No, I do like. Was this the part where they're like, Marion, stop speaking your Harvard, Harvard talk jargon yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, actually, that was a quote from so and so who did not go to Harvard. Thank you very much. That's the one thing I liked from Marion in the chapter. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, you were here. I'm sorry, Macon was here, and that's all I saw. Yeah, yeah. the last quote she said is just like, oh, this is from so and so who didn't even go to college, and then like. Eat it out. I feel like Marion was such an awkward teenager, and now she's just proven herself. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm important. I'm necessary. And yeah. I'm like, but were you in the movie? <laughs> you weren't. You weren't in the movie, I don't believe. I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we watch that yeah. tonight. Shortly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that about wraps it up this time around. <laughs> yeah. Great ending. Let's leave it and, there. And um, yeah, remember to follow us on Instagram at Let's Call It Nothing Pod, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Caitlin. Caitlin <laughs> strategically left her out. <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs>